Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host KB, and this podcast brings you the audio experience of GameDev.TV. Now, let's get right into the podcast. Alright, Leo, welcome to the show. Hell yeah, welcome. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm excited! Yeah. Well, if you could just introduce yourself a little bit, let the GameDev.TV students know about who you are. We'll go from there. Okay. So my name is Leia Fafir. I'm from Lebanon, Beirut. And uh, I studied computer science, and now I'm working as a Unity developer, something that I love to do. And uh, other than that, I love to participate in game jams and be part in communities. I love diversity. So that's, that's a thing in me. Yeah, nothing will, will stop me from meeting new people, new mindsets, wherever they are. Nice. Wow, that's a great way to I say love that. Games. New people, I new mindsets, new games. Yeah, I, I have Platinum Trophy. My latest one is uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. <laughs> of course. I love a Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> what a character. It's amazing. Yeah, what character? What game is amazing? So bold. Okay. She's courageous is honestly one of the best characters they've made yeah yeah like, are you looking forward to the new one i am i'm very excited yeah gonna be I, I love her personality really when she I'm just like doesn't give up or like like if she wants to get something done she's gonna do it she's funny she reminds me like a mixture of i guess watch avatar last airbender Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, like, Katara and, and Sokka mixed together? Because she could be funny. She was very sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. true. She, she doesn't give up. That That's something that we sh- we don't give up, too, in our in our life, you know? We're facing a lot in this 2020. Yeah, this 2020 has been crazy. When, what happened? Who <laughs> what game who, who pressed the wrong in? button? Yeah, yeah. Who, who put in the wrong game for 2020? What, <laughs> what's going on? You got the cheat code wrong. Yeah, the, <laughs> remember back in the days like R1, L1, yeah. like X, left, up, down. Somebody put it in wrong. They got the uh, end of the world cheat code. Could have had flying tanks, you know? <laughs> could have flying You could have had flying tanks. I don't know if that would have been better. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know. That's a good point. Probably not. Yeah. But like, what... When was your yeah. like earliest gaming memory? My earliest gaming memory was when I was seven years old. I played Sonic 2 on the Sega Game Gear. Oh my goodness, the Sega Game Gear. Wow. I wonder, if that's... I wonder if that's what I had when I was younger. Because I had some kind of Sega machine. No, no, I didn't have the Game Gear. That's... Dang, it looks ancient. <laughs> Because everybody had the Sega Saturn. That was the that was the one that everyone had. I didn't. Oh, okay. I had the Game Boy Color. Ah. Yeah. I have no idea. My dad just bought it for me because so, I was so bored at home. <laughs> so from there, was were you just like thrown into games? You were like, all right, I'm gonna yeah. play all the games that I can find. I was thrown to games. Uh, I loved Sonic, and uh, my brother had a PC. I played uh, Aladdin, the Disney games, Simba. I didn't finish them, 
they were very challenging. That that thing that really caught my interest that I I'm losing a lot in this game. But whenever I played it, I I managed to win again. And then I lose again because more levels are more challenging and they're more hard. <laughs> it's something that really caught my interest. That's I felt that because I I feel like I I can relate too when all those games when I was younger at least were like almost impossible to beat. Like exactly. I would get to pretty far in the game, but I could never like get past all the platform levels or all like Donkey Kong could never beat. Um, when it came like to Pokemon, I could be Pokemon, but when it was like the old games, I couldn't do them. They're very so, challenging. So that challenge made you want to like learn more about why it was challenging, like game design wise, or like. Yes, and I really, like, I really like the artistic part. I really like uh, how fantasy it is, the imagination part of it. Away from my reality, um, from person who's living, you know, in Middle East, um, I put a lot of time in games, and I felt I'm more free in games. Like I can wander anywhere I want. I can I can do actions, and this is something that I really loved, especially that they are entertaining. Mm-hmm. Very entertaining. I'm curious. So, like, I don't, I don't live in the Middle East. Is it like, is it not as freeing as, like, for instance, playing a game? Like, do you feel more free in these game worlds because of the way that, like, so, so I don't know for so. I'm, I'm just asking. No, it's well, since in games, yes, I do feel more free to wander wherever I want. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's that's something that I uh, that to that that I got attached to. Okay. It's, I lo- I love open world games. I love RPG games. Yeah, me too. I can explore. I can discover new types of people. I can chat with whoever I want to, and I can choose a decision and play the game. Have you played Detroit Become Human? The what? Detroit Become Human. No. You should try that game because that game is all about decisions and choices you make. And um, anything you like, anything you can, you can do pretty much anything they give you. And then any other outcome will happen. So, like, you could accidentally kill one of the main characters, but the game would still go on. Or you could save someone's life or not save someone's life. And it could depend on what's going to happen. Like, I like love on, these on what buttons you press, what actions you take. And then the whole game could be different because of it. And it's just that game makes you realize, like, that you can make choices and you're gonna have to live with them, whether it's good or bad. Yes, yeah. that's really close to our real life. I mean, we do make choices and uh, shift our direction in our life based on our choices that we make. So that's really pretty interesting. Uh, I love The Witcher Three because oh, of that. Stop. <laughs> yes. Geralt. Oh my. I have a crush on Geralt. <laughs> Geralt is the man. I love just, he's the most compassionate, empathetic, caring person. Yeah, he's not supposed to be because he has no emotions. Exactly. Which makes him even better. And actually, the same thing, This this that game has like a choice you make, but it's not like Detroit or even like Infamous. It's kind of like hidden. When you're, you're hanging out with Siri, there's choices to make between like playing snowball or not playing snowball, breaking the stuff in that one room or not. That that you won't see the benefits from that until the end of the game when she has to go through the white frost, and so that mm-hmm. makes you realize that like sometimes your choices will take a long time for you to see the results, and in that moment it's going to be like at the end of the game you'll see your outcome, and you can't change the you literally at the end of the game to re 
do everything. You have to play the game all over again. And that one really shows that, like, your choices matter and you really need to understand, like, what is it that you think is the right thing to do? Not what you think, like, standards are or society. Because all the right choices in that game are, like, more emotional. And if you actually care about the character, not what you think is right. It's it's, it's interesting. I love it. It's very interesting. They have, it's, it's have, like, nine different endings, too. I'm, I'm happy that I got the good ending. Oh, which one was... You got the one where Geralt and uh, Ciri became witchers together? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. honestly the best. How like No, she's... She'd be a great empress, but that's not... I don't think that's the best choice for her. We'll see for the new Witcher title. We'll they're saying that they're gonna work on a new title. That's what I heard. It's gonna take a while. But yeah. When it does come out, we'll see. We'll that's see what happens. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> so now, when did you get started doing programming? I started doing programming when I got to uh, the university. Because I got a laptop and... I started to know what I really like to do. I did, I wasn't I, when I was in high school. I was like pretty lost. What would I love to do? Do I really like programming? Programming? Will I be a doctor? Um, it's a stage where I think most of us teenagers find it difficult just to figure out what we want to do later on. It's not easy to make a choice. It wasn't a hobby to do programming. Um, mm -hmm. late these days, I didn't have a laptop. I only had my PlayStation Two and PlayStation mm -hmm. One. <laughs> uh, yes, so I got into programming more when I got to the university, and I learned uh, how to do self-learning. Mm -hmm. That's something right. really helped me a lot in uh, teaching myself how to do game development, or at least learn, of course, how to do game development. So let's start off with. How did you figure out what I really wanted to do? Was that like over time trying new things or was it kind of like a more introspective like uh, way you found it by like just like sitting quietly somewhere and just being like, what is it that I want? Mm. Not really. I, I, I said a lot quietly, but I couldn't make a decision because I didn't try yet. So when I tried web development, I came, I came to a point that I always feel routine um, I personally, it's a, it's a personal opinion. I didn't feel that it's something I would like to do more. And I, I faced some, like people were, were looking at me and I remember someone telling me like, you're a girl. Why don't you act normal? Like other girls. And whoa, you always whoa, come whoa, whoa. <laughs> this what? hit me hard <laughs> because I came wearing my uh, turtle beach wireless headset. Mm -hmm. And I wore this hoodie. I had like a controller thingy on my hoodie. And I always talk about games and they would be like, okay, why don't you act like these girls and sitting next to us? And from that point, I realized this is not my place. I don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. And I really, I really got more happy. I lost weight. Um, I, when I worked um, as a game developer, I first... Uh, went to the community i discovered the community i saw more interesting people you have gamers that only like horror games you have gamers that only play nintendo games like we go always into debates i'm not a, yeah. i don't like horror games i'm so sensitive mm -mm. Uh, horror games? yeah no, no yeah okay. i'm too sensitive for that <laughs> they scare me so, so much yeah. i don't know why too oh what were you so, saying yeah. Yeah, I, I was saying that I found my passion there. I, I felt I can I can act freely. I can I can say 
say because I don't know, maybe it's something more gamers are more open to that topic. I, I don't know, but it's something that I love to do. I found my passion. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful because it's not, it's hard to find your passion, but I mean, once you hard. do find it and surround yourself with the people around you, it just everything becomes easier. You feel more welcomed. You feel like you can focus on the just the thing you care about the most. Yes, and like you said, and if you I didn't really, try, if I didn't try web development, I wouldn't know. If yeah. I didn't dislike this path, I wouldn't know. So then you said you do web development, but like, when did you get into game development, or was that at the same time? It was. Uh, I was first doing my internship as a web developer, mm-hmm. and uh, the lady there asked me, "What is something you would love to learn?" I told her I would like to make a game. She did laugh at first, and she said, "That's pretty hard." Um, <laughs> and I told her, "I'm gonna challenge myself. I have no idea how." And so I googled. Google is my best friend, mm-hmm. and I came up to Brackies. Hey, Brackies! Yeah, <laughs> Brackies. Big hi to Brackies. I made the ping pong game that he made, that he taught taught me taught us all how to do it. It was based on JavaScript using mm-hmm. Unity. I had no idea how I did it. I just read the code and I just wrote it. And I felt happy. But I had to watch the video like four times because something new for me. Like mm-hmm. I, I it's different than web development. Yeah, it's so, not yeah, the same. Not really, not, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and uh, then I changed the company. I worked with another company and they asked me the same question. I told them I would also like to do a game. And they told me, well, how about we do a VR game? And that's the first thing that I did in my probation. Uh, Testing a prototype game where I'm going into the company and interacting with things. It was 3D, it was VR, it was new tag to me. I didn't know how to use Oculus Rift. Mm-hmm. So from here, I, I came more, uh, I, I understand more how game development is different than what I'm working currently, uh, what, what I worked back there, back then. And I really liked it. Wow. So like you went, <laughs> you went from, I'm going to make a game to then like changing companies and just working on a VR game. Yes. Like even mm-hmm. when I got accepted in this company, I just kept working at web development because they didn't receive game game, uh, game projects, but I still had this in me. Like I want to do I want to do games until I. Some people used to criticize me. Like you're so into games, mm-hmm. like constantly into talking about games and stuff. I knew because I didn't try game development yet. That's why I was talking too much about it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were like games, games, but I don't see what's the problem with that. like. Games are great. Yeah, games. It's a, yeah, it is. Maybe it's a mentality. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm very thankful. It were, if it weren't for them, I wouldn't know where, where I wouldn't know my passion. I'm very thankful. No, that's, yeah, because finding that passion, like I said before, is, is, is not easy. Mm-hmm. And if anybody can find it, I say hold on to that and, and yeah. run with it. Yeah. No, but I'm like still we, learning. Yeah. Like we said before about that. The late the teacher said it was going to be hard, and you were like, "I'm going to challenge myself." I feel like all everyone who's in game development like has this sense of like, "I need to do the hardest thing possible, and I want to do it, get like the best thing ever." I don't know because like I feel like I always need to challenge myself, and here I am doing game development, and it's like, it's not easy. It's a, it's pretty rough. It's true. 
And I did, it weren't, it weren't good, by the way. It's, it weren't the best ping pong game I made. It's just a replica. I mean, mm-hmm. I just learned it. Yeah. So uh, if I failed, I failed at first, and I think I'm still doing. I'm still taking a lot of time and and figuring out how to do things um, like this mechanic or this type of physics. And I'm still learning. Um, if I didn't fail, I wouldn't learn how to do it. I, it wouldn't like stick in my mind. Like I failed at this, and that's how I discovered how to do that. That's beautiful. If I didn't fail, I wouldn't be able to learn it. I've always, yeah, you always learn the most when you mess up, because then you're like, why did I mess up? How, how can I do it better? You just laugh about it the next time. <laughs> oh, I love that. Just laugh about it. What was, was school and like studying like? Was it just like, it was just an easy process, or was it like a lot of like late nights? Like, was it was it rough learning program, or did it come easy to you? Um, school days, well. Back my country, school was like um, I was studying everything, biology, math, physics, the typical. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of activities, so it's much more uh, uh, hanging out with my friends and doing pranks in school. And I enjoyed <laughs> biology more than math. By the way, I failed at math. <laughs> I don't know how I'm, I'm so into game programming, but I failed every course uh, back there in my school at math. Well, I guess it just shows you... You don't need to always be good at math to do gameplay programming. Exactly. I love physics. That's interesting. So you don't you failed math, but you love physics. And it's the same. If anything, physics is harder than a lot of. What? How is that possible? <laughs> you got, I mean, to, like to me, I feel like physics ha- has a meaning. Has mo- not more meaning, but like I, I have a pendulum. I need to calculate something and. That's to me. That's I can visualize it more. Um, I love physics, and I struggled to at least um, be good at math back in my school days. Mm-hmm. We did a podcast. It was it was with was it the person who does the basic math course at Game Dev? You're talking about Gary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he does a math for games course. And he and it's very interesting that he says that people don't like either get into math or learn it well in school because they're not given those like practical reasons for using it so that it sounds like exactly what you're saying so in a way it wasn't you it was the way it was taught to you i would yeah, say yeah it was pretty boring it was pretty like straightforward uh, it wasn't exciting it wasn't very boring yeah yeah no, no, I, honestly like or maybe that was my preference i prefer i preferred something more uh, like biology because there's more visual and it's, it depends on the person Mm. I don't know. It's true. No, I believe though it's like if they give you a reason, like actually, honestly, the best way to probably learn math is to do game development because then it's like, well, you need to learn tan and so uh, Toa for this moment, or you need to learn physics for this, and you're like, I get it, because every time yeah. in school it's like, when am I going to use this? And they're like, oh, I mean, I don't know. But honestly, when you do game development, every every like assignment I did back when I was younger, I was like, oh wow, use it here and use it here and use it here. Exactly. They should have just told everybody that. You see all these games? It's all math. <laughs> I do. I, right now, I really still laugh. Like, why did I fail that task when I was in school? It's so easy. Like, <laughs> when I think about it right now. So when did you get good at math? Did you just, like, study on your own? You're like, I have to be good at this? Or just yeah. eventually? I got good at math because when I did the computer science, I realized it's uh, pure math. And it's something that... I wanted to prove myself like, okay, I, I won't fail this too. 
I don't want to fail. At least I don't want to take A plus, but at least I don't want to fail this too. It's like it was a test for me. And I okay. really want to do computer science. I, I have to. I love it. Not just I have to. I you really enjoy love it. it. I enjoy it. I love Java. I love C Sharp. What programming language do you use nowadays? A C Sharp because C -sharp I'm doing object oriented. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Now, did you always have this, like, I want to challenge myself attitude? What? Did you always have this, I want to challenge myself attitude? Yes, it's something for me, actually, not for the people. But I want to challenge myself. I want to have a better version of myself always. That's beautiful. Because I want, <laughs> like, I want to do things where I can finish them and easily, not struggle with it. Can you say that again? You. Like I want to do things, my I want to do my tasks where I feel I'm comfortable at finishing them at time and not struggling them because there are gaps. There's still gaps in my head that I'm not understanding. Okay, so how do you fix those gaps? You just go and learn. By by uh, I fix those gaps by understanding the base, which is, for example, let's say programming language by okay. understanding the pure programming language, the fundamentals. Mm. Like, anyone who wants to learn programming right now, he needs to learn the fundamentals in programming. Base, how did it start? And what, what's the fundamentals of everything from A to Z? Now, do you constantly, like, practice the fundamentals? Or do you feel like you've gotten a hold on it? You don't even need I to go back have to it. No, I always have a reference. I have my favorite book. I have my favorite references. Um, now, because I practice a lot, I don't need to go to these references. Mm-hmm. So it's more also about practice. Mm -hmm. No, because that's a big one. Because I even heard that in sports. It's like the fundamentals matter. Like when you go practice, practice fundamentals so that it's a habit. So that you mm -hmm. just, once you have that, you can construct anything. It's kind of like you have the building blocks to further do whatever you want to do, even if you've never seen it or learned like learned about it before. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So now when you started using Unity, you made that uh, ping pong game. What else did you make? My first game in Unity was made in a game jam. Okay. Uh, a game jam game that was hosted by Frederick Nauman Foundation. And the theme was freedom. I don't know why I'm always circulating around freedom. <laughs> yeah. The theme was freedom. And I made a game uh, in two days. I was so afraid. I, was, I, I knew that I'm going to fail it. But honestly, I won because my friends encouraged me. That they Wait, you won me. the whole game jam? I won the second prize. Hey, it's, that's hey. amazing. How many, like what? Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, I made the game. It's, it's, it's about a dove in a dungeon where it's trapped in a cage. And like our nature uh, drives us to set ourselves free when we feel captive. So this dove wants to get out the cage and it's like escape dungeon. And you have obstacles that's facing you. Nice. Wow. Do you have anywhere... Where we can see the game? Yes, it's on itch.io. Okay. All my games are there. I'm going to send you the link. Sounds right. good. Thank you. So you were saying that you uh, you were very nervous. and you Would you yeah, have not publish it if you didn't have the encouragement of your friends, you were saying? I wasn't confident, honestly. Mm -hmm. I, I had this because I never made the, like a game in two days. Yeah, no, I never... I never That's had crazy. this idea. This is very crazy. But if 
the community that I was in didn't encourage me or didn't tell me to at least try. Try you, try. You may you may like it. It's fine. But at least try. You may don't. At least you tried. That's really all that matters. No matter what, no regrets. At least you tried. You gave yeah. it your all. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why I love being in communities. Everybody's going to love this, uh, this podcast because you just keep motivating everybody. <laughs> You've said so many <laughs> great things. Like, oh, my gosh. I mean, so, I, all of these, I learned them from uh, my friends, from people I have met. It's not something I acquired by only by myself. I've noticed yeah. that, too. Like, a lot of the most, I guess you'd say, positive or inspirational people are people who've had, like, the best support groups. Or people, at least, like, one person in life who's, like, told them to believe in themselves. Yeah. I don't know. Is that how you feel? Good to have have mentors. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Zoe? Do you feel like being positive is, like, something that you, like, always have? Or something that's developed by just having a great group, like, support group or mentors? It's an interesting question. Um, I have both of those things, good mentors and support group. I do think that that yeah I would say that that probably allows you to be more positive about your own work if you see you're in a circle who you care about also appreciating what you're doing but I think you'll you'll agree both of you that game development has quite a specific community and unlike things like the film industry and others like you can sort of do things in quite a DIY way. So you get like big indie games, absolutely just smashing it in terms of sales. Like Among Us. Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> like really small titles doing amazing, just getting amazing sort of figures in terms of people playing the games. And there'll be like a tiny group of people who may be like college mates who have all come together to make this project. And you don't really get that in other industries. And it's actually quite, a spe- I think quite a special thing about games is you can form small communities and they can actually go on to achieve incredible success with projects. And it, the sort of the way that it's all set up just allows for that. It's really cool. Yeah, well, it's just, I guess, yeah. Surround yourself with great people. Just always look, even yourself, like look for the good things, believe in yourself and... You'd be surprised yeah. what you can do in this community. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Get out of yeah. your comfort zone. There you go. Again, do something that scares you every day. Release the game yeah. you think is not as good, and you'll be surprised. Everybody will be like, that game is amazing. Yeah. Even if the game, like, even if my or our first game or didn't do much, it's fine. It's okay. We can do another game. I mean, there, it, it's, our life is, like, continuous. Everything is continuous. You can... You can, it's like trial and error. I don't know. I love this. So when you make these games, are you, does it come from like your personal experience or is it you trying to like inspire the people? Like for instance, with Break Free? No, um, my, my, I don't work on doing games that inspire people. I didn't thought about that. I like to do epic and quirky games mostly but uh, my first game since the theme was freedom um i made it more realistic like the the meaning of it more realistic but in a symbolic manner but if you see other my other games i have a game called pack my pals Mm -hmm. i have a human apocalypse they're all like quirky and funny 
That's hilarious. No, because I, I love what you guys put as the info for the Break Free game. It says, all in all, freedom is a right for every soul. Don't let circumstances trap you for yeah. long. Either depression, domestic violence, slavery. Always search for a way, even if you face many obstacles. It's never too late to try. Like, what? That, you, just, you just changed my life. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, from the, it's coming from the heart. Yeah, that's another cool thing about games. It's like it's a way to represent, like, what we, we. It's a way to express ourselves, and yeah, and in a fun way. It's like not only does you feel like you got like inspiration, but you're like, now let me break free and do it in this game and have some fun. I'm still working on my current game, but it's not announced yet. So. Uh, oh, it's all secret. So that that's one challenge, for example. I have never made it. Never worked on a full game by myself on my own ideas. I always work on freelance projects or with big groups or with the company. Well, so working on a game by. I'm working on my own. Self can be a long task. Depends what you make. It is a lot. That's why. <laughs> that's why I'm making it as short as possible. It's a mobile game. It's not something huge. It's not like uh, it's it's like an adventure. Uh, from an adventure genre and just have a small key, a small story that I would like to put in the game. Why well, can't At wait to play? I'm... Thank you. It's it's my first time. Let's see. <laughs> Please tell me what you think about it then. Okay. So you don't want to share anything about it, right? It's like a top secret. Um, not right now until I play the trailer or at Sounds least good. the teaser. Or how how do you practice game development? Because like. You know, you learn programming, you learn Unity, but like, how does one practice every day, or how did you practice every day? You just make a game? Courses and tutorials and live uh, streams that teach you game development, which at, at most time is enough. They even have a course, a fundamental course, uh, teaching you programming. They have a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And also right now, they launched an, a new initiative called Open Projects. Mm -hmm where you can be involved in the process of a game development journey of a game they're, they're the Unity are working on. It's very interesting because you will learn how the production of, of, your, of the game will be and uh, from A to Z to the, to the publish, till it's published. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's so cool. And you can also contribute. You can work on tasks. So that's something very interesting you will work on with teams that they are also working on the project itself. Wait a minute. So it's like they're going to release a game and they're like, it's going to be open source that anybody that wants to yeah. can help make this game. Yes, exactly. They that set uh, goals. They set everything. So it's not just you, work, you, you are contributing. If you can to the project, you can also learn. It's some, I'm checking the project right now. It's really interesting. But honestly, I learned a lot from game jams. Okay. They're very fun. And because they give you like a specific theme, which for me, I feel more comfortable of making a game out of a specific theme. Because it's not easy to come up with a game idea. And, and then it's not that easy. It's not that quick. But if you have a theme, you practice on making a game idea, gameplay, and setting everything you want to do in two days. It could be a week also, which have a lot of game jams. There's mm -hmm. Bracky's game jam. 
There's so many game jams. It's insane. No. We got to do the Global Game Jam. My favorite. Wait, which one is? Now in January. Global Game Jam in January. Oh, Game Jam. Okay. Yeah. You know what, Zoe? We got to come back strong next year and do all the game jams. <laughs> I know. Count me in. Oh, you want to participate? Come? Ooh, interesting. Okay, we. Well, uh, I'll keep that in the books, and we'll we'll see what we can do. When you're doing game development, when you like feel stuck or not sure how to do something, just Google it. How do you get through like processes where you're like, I don't know what I need to do. It's not working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So first of all, I Google it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read the, the Unity forms. Uh, they have a lot of uh, you have a lot of a lot of people may ask the same question that you're asking. Second mm-hmm. of all, Unity have a Discord channel. And there's a section for you can ask anything you want. Okay. It's very helpful. So yes, when I come across something, I all I rely on Google search, especially Unity Forms. Unity Forms, Google Search, Stack Overflow, and if you're doing Unreal, the Unreal Doc or Forms are all your friends <laughs> when you don't know the answer. <laughs> Until you try. Yeah. Now, what if you can't find it anywhere on the forums or on on Google? How do you figure I try out? A- to, um, so one, one of the things I try to understand, what, where am I stalking and uh, what should I do? And I open the Google Docs documentation. For example, let's say, let's take an example. I'm doing um, something in physics. And okay. I cannot manage, and this object is keep on passing through the wall, although it has colliders. I try to understand my rigid body. What's the options I have in my rigid body and uh, understand where, where are my gaps. And it's more like testing, testing, testing. But like, I, there's always an answer. There's always someone who's, who's willing to answer you and helping you. That's that's why there's a Unity form. The Unity they really worked a lot on everything on their community, even the Discord channel. They're very helpful. No, I agree. Everybody, everybody in like Unity, the Unreal, even the game to the TV community, yeah. everybody's so helpful with like, you need help, here you go, share your code, I got you. This is the right tips, yeah. and this is how you should refact. Like, everybody just wants everybody to succeed, and I love that because yeah. again, we're doing the hard thing here. This is no easy feat. What companies did you work for right out of college? Mm-hmm. Right out of college? Yeah. Was uh, it that one with the well, VR? So I started working in web development company. Mm-hmm. They are two, uh, multi-frames, and I ended up working in Mirim, a multinational company. When I found my passion, I started my game development tracking Groovy Android. It's one of the interesting game develop- game development studios in Lebanon. Uh, so I worked on their 2D game, Casual. It's called Fat Bunny and Liz Hopper. I was uh, I, I literally didn't know anything about game development, so it was like a learning course for me, and I enjoyed working on it a lot. From there, I uh, worked on another game development company called Play Holding, and okay. now I'm working with American University of Beirut. Uh, that is leading Mad Games program for gamification of tourism in four countries. So I'm working on one of the tourism, one of the touristic games. Wow. Yeah, four countries, Jordan, Spain, Italy, and Lebanon. 
we gonna do uh, games, develop games to create experience uh, for tourists, for especially for the unknown sites in the countries. So it could be a physical game, it could be a board game, it could be, uh, of course, a virtual game, it could be a VR. So, like, we have um, a side, uh, we have a sea castle in Lebanon, okay. and we're making we're making a game that tells the history of the sea castle. Oh, so that's people, so cool! Yeah, is it like a a game kind of like Assassin's Creed, where it's like you have your own story that's taking place? During the history of the Sea Castle, or is it like a game we just go through history of about the Sea Castle? No, it's it's not like Assassin's Creed because it's not a fortress, so it's not like you're fighting and defending. It's mm-hmm. it's more like a, let's say you're in a castle and you want to get out of here and you have to interact with objects and you and it, it starts with a small video telling you the history of this castle, but you have like takes you back in one thousand two hundred. For example, yeah, and you go into this castle. There are a couple of projects because it's not one project, so it's on different uh, sites. You have an AR project, you have a VR project, and wow. we also have a fortress uh, ca- castle. It's called Fidar. So this one is uh, where they use a trebuchet, for example, to fight. Hmm. So yeah, we introduce the we gamify as much as we can about the history. So tourists will encourage more to visit the these sites. I really love that. So relevant now as well, where like tourism's taken a real downswing because of COVID. Yeah, makes a lot exactly. of sense to move into that way of experiencing places. Unknown places, yeah. Why do you think of it like that? <laughs> yeah, it's like if you can't come, experience it through these games. Yeah, and if you make it in that country, technically you're fueling the economy of that. That's interesting. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, this is actually what what the program is about. It's called Med Games, and this is their goal mm. to get gamification of tourism. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Changing four countries. See, that's the power of games. Because like back then, you'd be like, "Oh, games mean nothing," but it's like, no, games can connect people to different countries. Can help. Exactly. Teach people about history. Games are incredible, and I need people to stop saying they're not. <laughs> I mean, can't change everyone's mind. They're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they're all wrong. Well, maybe maybe there's two perspectives, but the better choice. Is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they're just wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> you first applied for your the, the lab game dev like job. Oh, yeah, the community. Okay. Was, how was that process like? Okay, first of all, it's not a job. It's something oh. we do out of, uh, yeah, it's something we do out of out of love, of, from our hearts, because there's there's no a game dev community in Lebanon, and we wanted to create this community. It started out with the organizers. One of them is the Unreal Evangelist in uh, Lebanon, and Middle East. Sorry, not Lebanon. So um, they formed the community, and then I came here. I met every single person. I I became friends with everyone, and then I helped them hosting game jams. And I found myself in the end as a community manager of Love Game Dev because I was so active. I literally know every member. We're all like family and friends. Nice. And it's not just for Lebanese. We have non-Lebanese. We have have Lebanese. So it's it's more like 
anyone who's local is free to come to Love Game Dub. Do games, chat, have fun. Sounds like an amazing time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Like- uh, this community is like um, four to three years old. So how many people are in it? Right now we have a lot, about 100 counting. Yeah. And you know all their names? I know more the active ones. And most probably. <laughs> it's going to be a yes. quiz. Are you ready? <laughs> I have a WhatsApp group, by the way. We have a WhatsApp group. We talk every day. Very active. You're saying anybody could join? So like Zoe and I can join? If you're, if you're local to Arab. You, if, if you ever come to Lebanon, please join us. All right, so are you ready? <laughs> oh, I would love. We're, we're right now, since there's a uh, quarantine, we're right now doing like online uh, jams that's not specifically just local. We used to do local game jams, but right now we're shifting more to online. So we hosted a game jam on itch. It's called Quarantine Jam, and we had a lot of international participants. It was a new experience for us. We didn't know we reached more than like 300 participants in this jam. You reached over 300 or like around 300? Over more than 300, yeah. Wow. That's a lot, like for like starting out, like doing a game jam or. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we, we worked all together from organizers and uh, members. We, we helped all each other. It was fun. It's something, it's not something stressful. We do things for fun. I like that. So then, so since this is just a, uh, like on your own freelancing, yes. when you. Where do you work at the moment? Are you still doing the web development or are you? No, I'm, I'm officially Unity developer. Uh, play holding? No, I used to play work at play holding. Now I'm working with AUB. I'm uh, working on this project. It's, I'm, and it's been a week right now. That's why I didn't put it right now on LinkedIn. And I'm a freelancer also. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So that's the part of my job. Yeah. So what Until was the... Uh... A better job abroad yeah I, I mean i care i care to work i care to have more experience in a game dev company and sadly in middle east we don't have a lot of game dev studios they're very little like lebanon we have about three or two that are doing okay but in the whole middle east there aren't a lot that's like just countable two to three i don't have a lot of choices and that's what that's why I'm a freelancer right now because I'm doing projects abroad. Oh, abroad! So like you're doing, you trying to do work for like anybody anywhere around the world? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Upwork. Are you ever planning to like go somewhere else? Or do you want to stay in Lebanon? No, I am planning to go somewhere else. Of course, I want to discover the world. Yes. <laughs> I want to stay here, especially after the explosion. I want to. I want to see more, more of life. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, so hold on. So okay. So you, how close was that blast to you? Ten minutes away. That explosion was ten minutes. So that you felt that thing. Uh-oh. I saw it. I felt it. I was. Uh, I had minor wounds. You I got minor shocked. wounds from that. Yeah. All right. So you got to tell us the whole day. Like what happened? We got to hear the whole story. If okay. you want to. You don't have to. If you want to though. No, I'm very, it's two months right now. I'm so open to talk about it. I'm so open. Um, so it started where I was listening to Assassin's Creed playlist. 
there was a play, there was a track called The Guardian by Sarah Sarah Shashner. And I was getting ready because my parents were already in the hospital, but nothing serious. They were in the emergency room for checkup. I was getting ready to go there. And then after uh, I listened to the track, I was wearing my shoes and the building started to shake. Electricity cut off. I felt I thought it's a natural uh, earthquake, but it wasn't because I was going to the corridor in front of me. There was a balcony. I saw a shockwave coming towards me that destroyed all the glasses from the building and it threw me back, knocked me backwards from the corridor. The sound was, ter I got ter terrified from the sound. I felt that the explosion was actually near me, but it wasn't. Each mm -hmm. one of us in Beirut felt that the explosion was near them. That's something that I have never experienced before. I'm a two times war survivor, so I know it's, what an explosion is. I have never seen this before. And the only thing I was thinking, my parents, where are they? Mm -hmm. I went to the streets, everything was wrecked. Glasses, blood, and all of this. And that's where I got wounded because I had to crawl on these. Um, I got my- on the streets? Yeah, because um, you can't, I didn't want to walk on glass, so I slipped. And then I was walking towards the hospital. The hospital was five minutes away. It's AUH, American uh, uh, University Hospital. And when I went to the hospital, that's, that's, that's where I was shocked more. I've seen a lot of people there and I was searching for my parents. It was very emotional. It's something that should not happen. It's mass destruction. People lost their lives, innocent, from all nationalities from people who are just trying to live in my country and for some reason that it's not an accident they just we felt this destruction wow that is a, that is a story that, that is something wow the thing that i really the thing that i really was shocked that the sky was red it's, mm. it's ammonia the sky was pure red pure red it's ammonia. That's scary. That is it is scary. very scary. I mean, it's the third biggest explosion in history. I don't know how I survived. I mean, it's I'm glad you did. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. But I, I was lucky, yes. My heart wow. touched everyone else who didn't and everyone who's injured. And that's just crazy how all that happened. And the fact it's that you were crazy. 10 minutes away. Yeah. That's insane. There's a lot of buildings. So that's one of the things that really protected some people. Mm built up in a built up area kind of thing with lots of buildings. Because the port is next to a lot of buildings. It's next to an area where there are a lot of population. Hmm. That, did you see the blast or did you just feel the shockwave of it? I, I didn't instantly see the blast, but I saw the, uh, the clouds that coming from the blast. Because hmm. that was crazy. It, it went from zero to like a big explosion in like, like that. Yeah. Can you like? Can you just imagine just chilling, doing your thing, and then you're gone? I I just wow. It's just crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it took me like a half an hour to reach the hospital. It usually takes five minutes. I didn't know how to reach there. I, I just I was so shocked that I'm I'm trying not to walk on glass because everything got destroyed. Um, were, were your parents okay? Yes, thankfully they were okay. 
Right. Uh, they're very terrified because in the emergency room, the roof fell. And all the nurses, they told all the people, all the patients, get out of here. We, we're going to have more people coming. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Mm. They worked no electricity. They worked on their flashlights. So, yeah. I, I hope this never happens again. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And uh, I agree. I, I've learned a lot. Keep your loved ones close and mm-hmm. do what you love, honestly. It definitely sounds like you try and grab every opportunity that you can and yeah. you appreciate the people close to you, which is, re- which is really, really amazing. I guess experiences yeah. like that just reinforce that feeling. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope it doesn't happen to any other countries. I hope these kind of things should not happen. This is man-made. It should not happen. It shouldn't. Yeah, yeah that should have never happened. So now, you were mentioning before about there wasn't enough game dev studios in the Middle East. Yeah. How? Till like, now. Till now. Till now. Okay. So, like, how, how have you been handling that, just doing freelancing? Like, what advice would you give to people, especially in the Middle East, trying to get into the industry? First of all, my career path is slow because of that. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful that I worked for two years at Groovy Antoid. Um, it was, it's not easy. It was tough because I really, uh, I, I need an, ex- I need experience. I need, I need the work experience and what we were trying nowadays is to um, whoever is interested in game dev at least to put them put them in the right path give them where they can learn game dev or if they're interested to have it as a career in Lebanon till now there's no university that teaches game development in the Middle East so that mm-hmm. yeah not uh, yeah especially in Lebanon I'm gonna talk in Lebanon there's uh, no university in Lebanon right now that teaches game development. So that's something. We're all self learned. Mm. Well, for it's- anybody out there who needs to learn game development, GameDev.tv's got your back. <laughs> no, but seriously, they have great, great courses <laughs> that can help you learn game development. In, yeah, that's, that's, that's one probably, that's probably. Yeah, you can learn 3D modeling, programming, game design. Mm-hmm. And make inventory systems. You also have free courses. I have seen that you have something for free for startup for people who want to start learning. So that's pretty interesting. Oh yeah, of course we got discounts. They have to come to me though. Like, but um, I'll I'll hand out the specific discounts and we'll we'll see what happens. But at the end too, there's always codes and stuff with. We there's discounts all the time. You know how it works. (laughs) Promo codes every week. Uh, but yeah, but no, because like honestly, that's the thing that I love about this company, Game GameDev.TV, other communities, the tutorials online. It allows anybody to learn what used to be super expensive in school. Mm-hmm. Like you just really need discipline, right. and you're at your set. And then the thing with GameDev.TV is great about like other resources is that the community is very helpful. You can get the answer you need, and everything's explained in a way that's like. Oh, okay, like I got people it. people that are experienced too. Yeah. We're not all beginners. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there it is. It's just like we need more of that for like not just this industry but like other industries. We need more communities online that are willing to give top, top like um, quality content and just help people learn and stop 
holding it tons of money. Like a pay. So that, pay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, it's just the more education, it allows more people to, like, grow and learn and allows it for opportunities and just yeah. that will create a better world, I feel, for everyone. But I don't feel like they have to struggle to survive all the time. Mm-hmm. Or struggle to learn because they can't afford it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. And then I also wanted to get into how what it's like being a female in the industry and what do you face like day to day? I'm going to talk about my personal experience, of course. Mm-hmm. It was challenging as a female. I, I've always been in the team they're all that they are all male and they're male dominant. And at some point, I, I realized that for example, I was um, paid differently to an equal pay at some point. So it really made me question, is it because my gender will make it difficult for me to continue this career path or is it not? And I realized it's it's not if I have a good, if I have a character, if, if I can push myself like, no, I want to work on this pro- project like you guys. I have to push, I have to be social. I, I, don't, I don't have to be always defensive. So yeah, mm. I did feel at some point I'm, I'm being uh, treated a bit differently uh, or not too seriously mm. or not being handled big, big projects, for example, at some point. But I cannot say that it's pure uh, sexism because I also have a character. Like for example, when I was a groovy antoids, they really helped me um, to step up and talk. Mm-hmm. They really even helped me to go do mentorship with them. They all, we, they did events in Lab Game Dev where they talk about game development, like source control. They helped me, why don't you talk? Come with us, stand and talk. So this is one thing that build, builded my character, part of my character, that I have a voice too. Mm. That helped me a lot, a lot. That is so important, I think, in any industry for, you know, women to be nurtured because we, you know, we know we're talented and we know that we're good at our job. It's the problem. The problem is the other people and like <laughs> ingrained. It is, it is, it is. Um, the ingrained. At some point. <laughs> so it's great that they really nurtured you. That's, that's really important. Everybody, every, every industry should be doing that. Every company yeah. should be doing that. So important. So important. Yes. Now, do you still face that today or is it, has, it, has it improved? What's the situation now? Um, I feel like it's better. Um, I feel like it's better. Again, I, I'm, I have this character now. I have a personality. Mm-hmm. Like no one can, uh, I cannot feel like I'm being treated um, injustice, injustice or something. I have a personality. Mm-hmm. I only care to gain experience and do my job and learn mm-hmm. either that it's not my place mm. okay mm. i like that it's like you you there was an obstacle in front of you and you made that the way you were like well if this is what i need to do then i'm just gonna become the best me i can be and be going and, and show people what i can do and yeah, yeah i like that it's more like it's more logical i don't want to fight always i think like if you understand in my project they'll know that, okay, they'll be more interested. That's what I do when I'm a freelancer. I present, I did these kind of projects, if you're mm-hmm. interested. Okay. 
Now, you have a blog. Do you also post about stuff like this um, on there? I'm working just... on my blog. Yes, uh, I'm working on my blog. It's not official. So I'm post, I post in, on LinkedIn and on Twitter, um, mostly on LinkedIn about uh, games and game mechanics, especially in games that I love. So I'm going to publish my new blog soon. It's going to be more about the game mechanics in different games, like Final Fantasy XII, um, especially old games. Mm-hmm. I always feel all games are are like the base of everything. I don't know. Like base. I feel like at some point, like um, when I look back at uh, Final Fantasy XII, for example, I find the mechanic the mechanic is very unique. I feel or like it's like older mm-hmm. games, kind of like Half Life, with the one you just said. They just they got things right so well and it feels like nowadays sometimes we're missing something and we can't we have to go back and find it again <laughs> and so yeah it gives us inspiration too like i would love to make a game like sheep raider or talk more about sheep raider uh, mechanics and the story of it sheep dog and wolf if you remember the game from looney tunes oh i don't do you know zoe no <laughs> I love this on PlayStation One. Oh, okay. that's, yeah, that's old. That's for me. That's, I even have a PlayStation One. Ooh, really? No, I had the Sega, and then I had a PS Two. So, oh, yeah, okay. I just that's yeah. Big jump. <laughs> I just missed. Yeah, I missed the PS One days. I don't know why. But... There was some good stuff. There was some good stuff in the PS One. That's true. A lot. Mm, lots of good stuff. For the Unity technologies, which one of them did impress you the most? You mean the person or what uh, they do or? Let's do with what they do. What is, well, why does that impress you? Or like, what do you yeah, love about I, it? I love about Unity technologies. If I love what I love about them is how they work on improving the engine, on, on improving especially the community. Like, for example, they did the open projects to help uh, beginners and even seniors to contribute in a project they're doing. So this is very a good, this is a good initiative. They made the Unity Learn Premium for free for anyone who can't afford because, you know, it's quarantine and we're all at home. So this is very good for uh, the beginner who wants to learn. They even um, improved a lot in the engine. Like in 2019, they worked a lot on the render pipeline. And even in 2020, they worked on bat- making 2D physics better. So. I feel confident on using Unity Engine, nice. and I love the community a lot. I always uh, watch uh, the Unity creators uh, YouTube on their tutorials, especially about the voice scripting, visual scripting. For example, like Unreal has Blueprint, and Unity mm-hmm. also made the visual scripting. Oh, they did. What was it called again? Vault scripting. Vault. Wait. So you can yeah. use like blueprints. That's crazy, yeah, because that was like the thing that Unreal had all the time, and now it's like Unity's got it. Now people can make games easier. Yeah, I haven't used it though, but I want to try it. See if it's like kind of like is it like Blueprint? Is a little bit different. It's like Blueprint. I didn't, I, I didn't try it yet, but I only read about it. Okay. That's why I didn't talk about it more on LinkedIn. Mhm. Well. Oh, let's see. What would you? What was your last advice or inspirational, like, message would you say to people who are 
starting out in a situation kind of like yours where it's not as easy or those opportunities aren't as uh, abundant? I would just tell them to do their best and take their time. It's okay if they got, they took a lot of time on doing their own first game. It's okay as long as they're learning something new in their path. There are a lot of free resources if they can't afford. There are a lot of resources and also a lot of good courses. And um, I always encourage them to, to do what they love. Beautiful. And so now we're going to do a challenge for the game TV students. At the end of each podcast episode, oh, the guests right. come up with a challenge or a task for the listeners to do. So I might say, I challenge the listeners to, so I work in sound design. I challenge the listeners to like pick a video game and remake the sounds for it is a challenge that they have to complete this week. So you could do something like that, but say something in coding or game development. Do you understand what I mean? Yes, now I understand what you mean. Good job, you killed the Zoe. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I started more. <laughs> so I challenge the student to pick anything they find it challenging for them to do or not confident for them to do and at least try to do it there. And we're here to help them, of course. Like, just, just try to do it. I love it. Do a game jam. I challenge them to challenge them. I challenge them to challenge themselves. Nice. <laughs> See, now they have no excuse. They were like, oh, I don't want to challenge myself. But now that you're telling them to do it, they got to do it. Exactly. Yeah, as long as, but as long as it's not stressful, I mean, we should think of it as fun. There you go. I like that too. Challenge yourself. So while doing a challenge, if you get stressed out, just remember you're doing this for fun. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. So it's like two challenges in one. <laughs> you know, the main reason I, I used to hate game jam because to me it was stressful. Like I never thought I, I, I can do something in two days, a game plan in two days. I never thought about that. But right now, because I have made, I have participated in more than one, I am aware of, and I'm a bit more experienced, I'm more experienced to do it. So I feel more comfortable because I tried it. Yeah, you went out of your comfort zone and you experienced new things and you exactly. did it and now you're like, I could do it again. Yeah. Exactly. So now, so this is it. This was, this was a fun podcast. Right. Um, it was great talking My to you. My first podcast, by the way. Hey, congratulations Good. on your first podcast. Yeah. I think your, you. your message is going to resonate with so many people and then your story about the Beirut explosion and then dealing with sexism. So. And your, your beginnings, all is just going to it's just gonna be it's gonna be a great one it's a great episode a lot to take in a lot to digest and and i, I love so your the inspiration you had about like self-learning do things yeah. you love new people new mindsets um just all that stuff just i loved it and thank you for coming on thank you also for reaching out i'm very grateful and thankful and i have fun talking with you guys though it's my first and i'm so shy <laughs> but okay. i really feel comfortable you guys look you guys are great and thanks a lot of course and then joey if you want to do the whole like end spiel and like handing the mic to her yes um so thank you for speaking to us it, do you have any projects coming up or anything that you want to tell people about this is the time to do it so leo whenever you're ready tell us what you got going on 
currently what I got working on is not pretty close to relaunched, but I could say I'm working on my new games where I that I love. Mm. Okay. Do, you have, do you have anything like existing that you want people to look no. at? Like your blog posts or like the games? Not really. No? Okay. Not really. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would love to by then, but this was a past podcast. Like you talked to me from like um, two weeks ago. Okay, yes. got it, got it. And of course, I want to tell you something that I, I came up from an explosion. It's been two months, so I stopped working on everything. Like right now, I'm working normally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't tell you I have something ready. No. <laughs> That's all good. Do you want them to follow you on like Twitter's, LinkedIn? Yeah, it would be great if they follow me on Twitter. That would be awesome. Thanks a lot. Uh, I'm happy that now I know more about Game Dev TV. And uh, of course, I'm going to talk to the community about Game Dev TV. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find all Game Dev TV courses at courses.gamedev.tv/courses or in the show notes with a 10% discount. Get started with your game development journey today.